0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Minutes for Podcast and Hockey Podcast. I'm your one host, Dylan Calan I'm joined by my fellow co hosts, Tom Alford and Eric Bittenbender. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're starting a new podcast here, uh, hockey based, as you can probably tell. Uh, and as I said, but I, I guess you're probably wondering. Who, the, who are these people? Why should I listen? Why should I care? And I'm going to be honest. We're nobodies. And. <laughs> okay. I'm not even. I'm going to. I'm just going to cut the first uh, minute out. All right.
1: Cut. Cut.
0: Cut. <laughs> Tommy, have want to sense.
1: All right. All right. Ready?
0: All right. Here we go. Hello, everybody! Welcome to the Two Minutes for Podcast and Hockey Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Don Count Curl, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Tom Alford, and Eric Binnenbender. We're bringing you our very first episode here, so please bear with us any technical difficulties, audio difficulties, and if we just seem like we are, uh, I what's the what's the words I'm looking for? Figuring guys? it out, figuring it out on, on the fly, the emotions speed bumps it's not going to be perfect here today but we have a lot in store for you guys on this episode but before we get into that i guess we should go over who exactly we are uh, i'll start off as i said i'm dylan Callum corley um uh, i have two other podcasts uh cheesesteaks in the level philadelphia podcast and cfb 365 a college football podcast um uh, you can check either of those ones out. Um, as you can tell, with uh, cheese in the cheesesteaks and High level, I am—I've grown up a Flyers fan, uh, so I will try not to be too biased towards my Flyers or against <laughs> any team in the Northeast, uh, specifically the Penguins, Rangers, and Bruins. Uh, but with that, um, let, let's enough about me. Let's let's learn about our other co-host, uh, Tom. How about you start it off?
1: All right. Hey, Dill. What's going
0: on? Hey, uh, Tom. How are you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> thanks for the intro uh yeah like you was saying i'm tom uh you know i i've i have a little bit of podcasting experience but not a lot of sports stuff so like you was saying bear with us for any uh you know figuring it out uh stumbles first few episodes um anyways you know i'm going i grew up in philly was raised a flyers fan but then i saw uh happy gilmore and became a bruins fan so uh there's gonna be a lot of heated back and forth on this show with the, uh, with the Flyers-Bruins rivalry. And uh, why not? Why don't we throw the Rangers into that and swing it on over to Eric. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Uh, hey, man.
2: My name's Eric, uh, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> we call you E. That's true. Sometimes. Occasionally. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I also grew up as a uh, uh, Flyers fan. Uh, my dad was, a. Uh, I think he was season ticket holder for the Flyers like in the 80s or or 90s uh, with with his best friend. And I think I was born in between games three and four of the 97 cup final with the Flyers and they got swept by the uh, Red Wings, if I recall correctly. Um, uh, The all-star at the time on the Flyers, Lindros, Eric Lindros may have played a part in and the my parents selecting of uh, my first name, it's uh, unconfirmed, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Now I'm a, a Rangers fan. I uh, be- before the uh, Winter Classic, uh, the Rangers Flyers Winter Classic was when I was really getting into hockey for the first time, and um, there was the uh, HBO series that uh, kind of showed both teams and the coaches and just the players and everything, and I was finding myself more drawn to the to the Rangers. Um, and, and their coach and, and their team and their style, and uh, that's uh, all she wrote. Uh, it was what, nine years ago, yeah, like, yeah, that was... So we're <laughs> a lot of his, a lot of history between the two teams have happened since then. Uh, one like one playoff matchup, right, 2014. Yeah, um, about run. Right. Which I went to game three or five of. It was in Philly. Um, I got to see that. In person, the Rangers won that one. That was a that was a seven game series. That was every other. No team won two in a row in that series, and the, and the Rangers went on to the, the oh, Cup final that year oh, to lose that, that year. Yeah, but, do you remember uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that was, I think.
0: Time on, they matched up. No, just
2: that you know, just wrapping up. That was the only time that they've matched up in, in that span that I can remember. But a uh, big Rangers fan and uh, try to follow the The league as a whole, as well. I don't like if I, you know, if the Rangers do something stupid, I'll uh, definitely be right there saying it was <laughs> stupid, um, or like maybe a direction or a trade, or you know, definitely not a blind blind fan, but definitely have a, a rooting interest. Yeah, and and, I,
0: um, I will say I think all three of us uh, are very much as much as we enjoy our teams are very much hockey fans in general. Mm-hmm. And enjoy watching the game, no matter who is on or what level it may be. <laughs> Not to interrupt you, Eric.
2: No, no, no. That's like the fun thing about it. I, like, you know, watching the playoffs this year. The uh, Rangers didn't make it. You know, yeah. they were in the bubble last year. It didn't really count, and um, they didn't make the playoffs at all this year. So it was. You know, my girlfriend was like, "Why are you still watching these games? <laughs> like, the Rangers aren't playing." Like she was, she was down. She understood that like the Rangers play like every other day for the most part during the season. But then I was like, yeah, you know, they're done. They're not making the playoffs. And then I was still watching hockey and it was like, why are you like, what's the deal here? <laughs> and, uh, you know, just from being a fan of the, the sport and, yeah. and being interested in what happens in the league. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. But, but now that you've discussed the entire Delaware Valley, let's, uh, let's move on to the Seattle expansion draft, uh, uh, which is our first major topic, and, of course, I joke um, about that. Um, though, you may be one of only a handful of Rangers fans in existence who can say they uh, they traded in their orange and black for uh, the blue and white of Broadway. Uh, Bud, you guys want to talk some uh, Seattle expansion? Absolutely. Sure. You know it. All right, well, I guess the first... Uh, Place to start with this is overall. How would you get how did you guys feel about Seattle's expansion draft just overall in their selections?
1: Um, I, I guess I'll start this one honestly. Sure. Um, I, I subscribe to the sports theory like in any kind of draft that you take the best players available, like. Like, say, if if your team is stacked with centers and then you go into a draft and say something like Jack Eichel is available, you're going to take them. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like Seattle did that in this draft because, obviously, they could have gotten Carey Price. They could have gotten Tarasenko. The list just goes on and on with the players that they could have taken from teams and they chose not to. Um sure. I mean, maybe there's some merit to it that they can do a lot more trades without having these big guys on their team. I don't know. But... Just from where I come from, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, and I mean maybe like a C plus for their draft is what I'd give them. I don't know how you guys feel about that one, but it could have been a lot better.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like the big thing, um, the big thing you read at least this summer is just like how valuable cap space is. Um, That's also true. In the, in this flat cap world, where yep. you know when we were first getting into hockey, it would go up like a million or, or 2 million every summer. But, you know, due to the the pandemic, um, among other things, like it's going to be flat. It's going to stay at this level, I think, that for a couple, two or three years, was the rumor that I heard. And like that like that cap crunch has been such like a, a big story um this, this summer. And I, I don't think Seattle, like Seattle's biggest – advantage was that they didn't have any players that they like bought out two years ago mm-hmm. or like they didn't have any like bad contracts at the last GM signed. Like they come in on this fresh slate and um, I, you know, I don't think they wanted to be hamstrung by like a JVR contract or, uh you know, Tarasenko or especially like Carey Price, which was a gamble at Montreal, you know, they, they could have lost, you know, to go from the cup final to everybody saying yeah. he's the best goalie in the world and then possibly losing him for nothing that summer would have been would have been crazy and would have been a better story, I think. But, yeah, I, they did all that like, oh, we don't know if he's going to play. He's hurt. Like, <laughs> And then a week later after the expansion draft, they're like, oh, he's fine.
1: Yeah. But, that, that, you know. That's just being a good hockey team, keeping your players, I guess.
2: Yeah. That, you know, they – I think they knew that Seattle they knew Seattle's plan was to kinda kinda come in with not taking too much money on and then have flexibility to do trades and stuff and you know, they got Grubauer. Yeah. Uh, they were able to sign him, so it, it's given them some flexibility in the meantime. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I for me it's I mean, you look at you just look at it overall This this was a big moment, not just for Seattle, but the entire NHL. Because I mean, this was the first event also on ESPN uh, in the states here for any of our uh, potential Canadian listeners. So for and I mean, if I heard correctly, ESPN actually paid more money to get the expansion draft and regular draft on ESPN uh, because NBC was still going to have those two. Uh, mm. The deal ended, was going to end after the following the regular entry draft. But ESPN paid more to get those two. And ESPN was obviously hoping that there was going to be a lot of big names just for ratings wise. And while there wasn't, they still succeeded in getting those ratings. But I mean, have, and I know it happened during Vegas as well, but having all the picks basically, uh, leaked leaked eight hours before the draft even happened brutal yeah, yeah that was brutal yeah. and it definitely i mean for me it i i still watched but i i was i was flipping between stuff and i wasn't as dialed in as i wanted to be because I, I knew everybody they're going to take there was not going to be any surprises yeah and we knew there wasn't going to be any trades because there was a trade freeze. So, I mean, from a pure entertainment perspective and drawing eyes, I feel like it was kind of – it was butchering the aspect of it was all leaked ahead of time, and that's kind of on the NHL. You know when you have the picks due in at 10, 11 Eastern time, they're going to leak before 8 o'clock, but – Overall, I, I for Seattle though I think the picks left a lot to be desired. Obviously, there's some there's some players here here you could see them building around, and they have some good leadership pieces as well. But um, it definitely does leave a bit to be desired in terms of big names. But uh, like you said, Eric, they they were able to go get a guy like Grubauer on Thursday or as the finalist. Yeah, on Wednesday, to because of that cap situation, and two out of three. Oh, go no, go ahead, go ahead. No, two
2: out of three of the Vesna finalists are on new teams.
0: Yeah, it, it, it. I mean, it has to be the first season uh, ever, if not, in a very, very long time, that we've seen two Vesna finalists um, get moved uh, in, in the off season immediately <laughs> yeah, fall the,
2: And the winner, Fleury, might retire. Like, that might
0: have been it. Yeah, so. it, It's been an insane offseason. I mean, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, was one of the busier uh, first free agency days we've had in a long time, and especially compared to last year, which was uh, quite boring. But yeah, going through Seattle's expansion draft, I mean, what, what are some names, I guess, that stuck out to you guys throughout the uh, draft?
2: Um, well, I gotta say, yeah, Giordano. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a great leadership piece there. I mean, he is old. Uh, I mean, what is he? Thirty six at this point. So, ever now, thirty seven. Thirty seven. Not a long term guy there, but he'll he'll do enough there leadership wise and help put them in a good spot for, uh, the next few years while mentoring some of the young guys. Yeah. 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 I
2: mean, there's uh, your captain right
1: there, right? Out. Yeah, he's, he's got to be captain. I don't see. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm really he'll be at the. Uh, I'm looking at their picks now. I don't really see anyone else that like I guess deserves it. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if yeah. That's the right word, but
0: he definitely. I mean, is the most maybe an Eberly. Yeah, yeah. He was who
1: I was going to bring up next? Just as for like notable picks, him and Yanni Gord.
0: Yeah, Yanni Gord. and, uh, and people thought Yanni Gord may have got moved, but uh, that has yet to happen. And another one of those names was uh. Uh, Vince Dunn, but did... uh, St. Louis, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, it's it's interesting. Tampa lost that entire third line. Tampa did lose it, that entire third line. Like that was such a big part of their cup run this year. They they lose um, Goodrow and free agency to the Rangers. They lose Yanni Gord. T expansion draft and then they lose. Um, mm, just forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, the third third player on that third line. Um, they just who did lost. you name so uh, far? Sorry, was Tyler Johnson
1: uh, on the third line, or was he? No, it was another like, There's
2: another crash and bang kind of guy. Um, I always forget like one player's name who I definitely know. It just happened too, like, it was the last couple days, but.
0: Regardless, like, Who yeah, they lose him because like, that may be What's all... that? Who did you name? Because I could probably think of it.
2: Uh, Barkley Goodrow on the wing, Yanni Gord, Coleman, yes, Blake Coleman. Yeah, Blake Coleman. They just he had a little bit more offensive, uh, yeah. upside, and
0: yeah, got Ooh, he more. got a massive
2: contract.
0: Yeah, big, contract. which we'll get which into.
2: Was never going to be able to afford. Nope, nope. So they're, they're going to look different next year. I mean, they still have the big, big pieces. But you know, some of the supplemental ones might not. Ah,
0: uh, or they aren't going to be around. So, yeah. um, and the the one thing about Seattle is, I think we all agree that their 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 shortcoming this year is going to be on offense. They have little goal scoring, uh, at least historical output of what they drafted. I mean, I think their top goal scorer is Jordan Eberle, which he'll get you his fair share, but. He's not exactly gonna be lighting the lamp forty times. To- well maybe with this team he will be because there's not many others, but uh, Yeah,
1: they're gonna be relying on him. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: but they, they drafted a good a good blue line. They they have a respectable yeah, blue them. line. And they went they went with size here, and I think I heard I, I'm not sure the exact uh, stat, but it's been like the last five, six or seven cup winners. Uh, like have all had defensemen above six foot. In today's game, short defensemen really don't lead to uh, winning cups, uh, as it's been proven now. Uh, and they went with size, which I think uh, will benefit them benefit them down the road, not just this year, but uh, in twenty twenty three uh, or the twenty twenty two twenty three season and beyond.
2: Yeah, that's that's interesting, right? Where I mean, uh, very hesitant to give them a final
1: grade, because because after a oh, well because the oh, Vegas man. too I really right gone on that one huh?
2: <laughs> no, 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 well I mean you're good, but like I just mean like the Vegas draft, you know the, the most people are like, oh this team's awful, they didn't even take the best players, their defense is okay, but like what were they thinking? Yeah. And they really you know went out to lunch. Um, on, like, some of the GMs, and they were traded players because mm-hmm. GMs didn't want to lose other players, and it just all that's yeah. what we were really missing this year. I think was those big, like, trades of sure. GMs kind of learned their lesson this time around. And that's what I would say happened. We're not going to screw like screw this up again, <laughs> we're, we're not going to send this first year team to the finals again. Um, and I think. I think uh, Friedman had it like they wanted a first and a third round pick to not pick a player, Yeah, which, like, is crazy, right? Oh, it's they're demand the Super high huge. price. And nobody paid it. And, like, you know, was it smart for them to do that if nobody paid it to stick to their guns? I don't know. But it's – that's definitely um, – they probably got uh, – the short end of the stick – Coming in
0: after Vegas, yeah, having for all sure. the success for sure. Do you, so? Are you going to just go with an incomplete grade, or or just based off the expansion draft itself, not including Grubauer? What if we go back to if this was draft day? What would you have given their draft based off what they had?
2: Well, I mean, their you know their defense is okay,
0: um,
2: and they have a couple. It's the thing with Yanni Gord is like, oh, and any other team, be on the first or second line,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's like that would be a worse team, yeah. you know, like a worse team that didn't have somebody better than Jan and Gord. Like it's kind of like a silly thing that people say, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I guess C plus C, like it's it's just so it's definitely incomplete, you know, to give them that, um, yeah. to give that like college grade, dropping out of a class or whatever, like, sure, you know we. What happened? You know, we didn't know they were going to get Grubauer right until yeah. was it today or a couple of yeah, so, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're already better than they were. Uh, I think I
0: guess Drigger would be their backup now. Yeah, and I mean Drigger and, and 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 Grubauer is a heck of a one-two punch. Now, I feel partially bad for Drigger because I think he went to Seattle expecting to be a number one goalie because he. Thought he proved himself with Florida this year yeah. with Bobrovsky's struggles, but now he's going to be relegated to that number two because you're not going to pay Grubauer all that money just for Grubauer to sit on the bench. It's true. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I guess it's insurance, right, in case he
0: absolutely. Impresses. But I mean, that may be that could be maybe the best one-two punch in all of hockey. Hmm.
2: Definitely, I mean, definitely up there, right? If if Drieger continues to uh,
0: if if that if Drieger is what he looked like, he was this year. But mm-hmm. the question was, if he became a starter this year, could he handle the workload of being a starter, and would right. the stats translate to not just being uh, a backup and spot starter? That's something too. Like the tandems are
2: interesting because you always hear that uh. You know we're a team we work together like there's no like ego here uh-huh. and like whoever is number two is like fine with being the backup but i think jeff merrick was saying that like that almost is never the case uh-huh. but it was the case with uh robin Lehner and uh flurry in yeah. vegas like they were just like really tight and did not care you know who was playing it it wasn't like a you know uh, just like a, it wasn't a contest, really, between yeah. the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to help each other be better, and you know, that's ideally what you want. That's the ideal situation where you have these two guys fighting to, not even fighting, but just like kind of helping each other win games, <laughs> you know, and lightening the load. And hopefully, if you're a Seattle fan, I think that's what you're hoping for. Absolutely. Sure.
0: Uh, I personally would have given them probably a C minus based off it because I, I like their defense for the future, or their blue line for the future. Mm-hmm. And Drieger was a good pickup at goal. And the, the goal he's actually picked, I, I thought, brought decent value. Um, so I, I would have wanted with minus. C-. Uh, obviously, that changed a little bit with Gruber now. Uh, outside yeah. obviously the big name of Carey Price, any uh, any players you think they should have taken before we move on? That's that's tricky, right? Like, do, do, like, because with Tarasenko, obviously he has the massive contract, and he's coming off an absolute down year, albeit an injured, uh, plagued, really last few seasons. So that's a huge yeah. risk to take. Um, and then, I mean, who else was out there? Um, Price is the big one. Price was obviously out there. And you could uh, say Kerfoot, Kerfoot wow. was up there. Uh, Duchesne was out there, yeah. um, and Johansson. Johansson was out there. Yeah, so I mean, contracts. <clears throat> oh,
1: was Landeskog exposed as well? Because he was he free was. agents
0: this summer. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was, was someone that so was going to go. Would they would have had a couple extra days to talk with oh, him to see it. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so, but they also would have gotten the discount that. The Avalanche god. so, yeah, because he wanted, I think, ten million going into free agency, and he walked away with, what, seven? So. Yeah, he that. dude, ten million's way too much for for him. Yeah, I don't know. He's not yeah, I mean,
2: my he's dog her, no he's no. their captain. I I think on uh, thirty one thoughts, are, like it seemed that Landeskog, it's I mean, I guess it's a silly term terminology, but like he kind of had his feelings hurt. Initially by like maybe a low ball offer by,
0: the Avalanche. I, I, I heard somewhere. I heard about mm-hmm. around that like he he's he's obviously putting his time there. I mean, when this contract ends, he will have been the captain of the Avalanche for seventeen years, I believe. Because what Dude. he's already been there like nine years. Yeah, he was he was given captaincy like like his uh, first year, right,
1: or first or second. Year. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's been a captain for not eight or nine years already. Yeah. So by the time he, this contract's up, he will be tied for the longest captaincy in Avalanche history with Joe nice. Um So yeah, I, I did hear, but like he was a little, he was a little disappointed in, in what they were offering and the fact that he just kind of for everything he's done with that organization stuff, it was felt like he should have been more of a priority. I, guess. Yeah, I think
1: he um I mean he... go
2: ahead. No, I was just going to say I think he may have broke uh I think Crosby was the youngest captain yep. for a couple of years Probably. and I think I think Landeskog like broke his record by like a month or two. Yeah. He was like 18. So
0: it it checks out that he's been there that this long, right? So Yeah. I agree, but yeah, he wasn't going to be a t- he's not a 10 million dollar player, but I do think the contract he got now is is definitely fair value for him. Probably maybe even underpays him just by a little bit. Uh, but fair yeah. value, definitely for the good value for the Avalanche. Um, I guess with that, we'll move on to free agency, which got underway on Wednesday. Uh, and there's a couple big uh, big names. are Well, I think all the big names are already gone, obviously. A lot of big contracts, some surprising ones, uh, you could say. Uh, we already uh, talked about one of those in uh, Coleman uh, getting an, an absolute monster deal. Uh, I guess starting this off, I guess the biggest name out there was Dougie Hamilton, and he ended up going to New Jersey uh, for seven years, nine million dollars a nine year. Billion. Oh man, yeah. that's a big price tag. I, I'm a fan of Hamilton. I think he's a, one of the top defense, the top uh, defensemen in the league, but. Mm. Uh I'm I'm not quite sure he's a nine million dollar player.
1: Yeah, uh no, I definitely I definitely don't think he's a nine million dollar a year player. I mean that could just be some Bruins bias coming out because like he you know, he was drafted <laughs> by the Bruins. I'm mad that he's not on the team anymore. And but I don't m I could see seven and a half, eight, but nine million is like elite, elite cream of the crop defenseman, and I just don't know if he has that in him yet. I mean, potentially he could in a couple years, but right now I don't know if he's that player.
2: Yeah, that's what, um Well, I, I don't think
0: we have it here on our sheet, um, but uh, sure. McCarr just got was it nine yeah. million? Yeah, McCarr um, got nine million, and Seth Jones got nine point five, <clears throat> which is I that's a lot for Jones. That's <laughs> too much. That, that's um, I mean that that Jones contract looked bad when it was signed. <laughs> Bro, got nine and Hamilton got nine. Yeah. Like Jones is definitely what a top ten, maybe top fifteen, Probably top 15, fifteen, top ten. Yeah, he's he's in that very good to elite range, but he is not a nine point five million dollar player. No Jones, no. yeah, but well, Hamilton. Like it depends, you know. Well, it, you know, it depends who you talk to
2: about Jones because sure. the mm-hmm. like older uh, hockey men, right? They they love a player like Seth Jones. Sure. Whereas some of the more uh, fancy stat oriented people, Twitter people, uh, may not be as high on him. Uh, it, it did seem that like he played too much in Columbus. Is what I was. It was what I heard. Is that that yeah. kind of hurt. Like his play was a he was just, <laughs> you know, friggin' sure. playing twenty plus minutes when he he shouldn't have, because they didn't have anybody else. So I I would expect the first couple of years maybe in Chicago to be like oh he still got it, but then yeah I mean you you're staring down the barrel of nine point five in a couple of years and it's like eesh like we gotta you know maybe move on from it but McCarr is twenty two
0: yeah um, I think Jones is like twenty six yeah. he's like twenty seven right mm-hmm. yeah Jones is older Hamilton's uh, twenty eight yeah. Uh, and with McCarr, like, that $9 million could be a steal because I think as early this year, McCarr could pass Hedman as the best defenseman in the league.
2: Yeah, I, I think if McCarr had a more, uh, I don't know. Well, Hedman was the one that was off and on with injuries and, and just playing too much from the last yeah. year. But McCarr could have won the Norris this year. I mean, he was a finalist. Yeah. And I, I was glad as a Rangers fan that Adam Fox won it this year because it does certainly seem like, the next couple of years, maybe McCarr, it may, it may be his award to lose. Like, I think Adam Fox having a really good year this year. Get your get your Norris in now while you still can <laughs> before yeah. McCarr really takes the next step. And, and uh, he very well may just, you know, have a good
0: run of him. Yeah, he, he's, I mean, it's obviously too early to say, but he definitely seems to be on a what could be a Hall of Fame caliber uh Career track if he keeps up his development and continues to play at this high of a level. Yeah, he's
2: he's very good. And watching during the year, it was annoying because you know you'd see as a Rangers fan, right? You you watch Adam Fox and you're rooting for him to get the Norris or or just rumblings of the Norris at a certain point of the season. And it's like, oh, McCarr did this, McCarr did that. Watch this McCarr highlight. It's like shut up, we're trying, (laughs) we're making our case over here. We don't want to hear anything about. The guy in Colorado, but yeah, it's. I think in the off season, he definitely can take a step
1: back and be like, "This guy's good." Yeah, yeah, and if we can circle back to Seth Jones real quick, like I'm not sure. a Chicago fan in any sense of the matter because of 2013, um, but they, I mean, they lost Duncan Keith, they lost Brent Seabrook, the two anchors of their 2010s dynasty. I mean, yeah. to lose those two defensemen and then to bring Seth Jones in, I I have to imagine part of his argument was. Like, I'm going to be stepping in, taking the place of these two guys. Yeah, I need nine, what is it, nine and a half million a year? I mean, yeah. like, from a purely negotiating standpoint, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. hopefully, just hopefully for the sake of the league and entertainment that, like, it translates on the ice, that, like, he plays like a nine and a half million dollar player. Right. But, um, I mean, right now, he he's certainly not. But maybe being forced into that role on a team like Chicago, I don't know. Maybe in fears might look like a steal. Probably not.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I don't uh, know. Going back to Hamilton now, I Doofy. I feel like with the Devils, this I feel like the Devils have been down this road so many times of signing a huge name in free agency or trading for a huge name in trying to jump start that team, that franchise, get back to their winning ways, and every time it just doesn't work out.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, Taylor Hall didn't work out. PK Subban. PK Subban dude didn't work out. I mean, and there's other guys there that I'm blanking on that you could say the same thing about. And I, there's good pieces there in New Jersey, but I mean, if you're Hamilton, like this, this feels like uh, it, it came down to the money because I, I just. I don't see New Jersey right now yet being like a cup contender. No.
1: Yeah. No. Not definitely not yet.
0: Or I I mean, maybe halfway through his contract, sure, but this just seems like a risky deal for both sides.
2: Well, they had um, or or they have, Heisher, and uh, Jack Hughes, right? Yeah. Captain Mm -hmm. Nico Heisher, right? Uh, I forgot about that, um, but like, you you know Taylor Hall won an MVP there. He did. So like, he had a oh, personally right. good season. I don't think the Devils made the playoffs that year. Um, so like, that's you know that does play into your to your argument, right? Where it's like, I Dougie Hamilton's a great defenseman. Um, yeah. He, I think in the first half of the season, I I had him in fantasy, um, and he was very like. He was he like first half of the season, first quarter of the season, like he was kind of like a, a Norris. He was one of like the, the favorites, betting favorites, odds, you know, for uh for the Norris Trophy, he was just having a great season. Sure. And how much of that was from that over overloaded like Kane's team that is kind of blowing up this summer? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, not blowing up, but having some issues this summer. Taking a tank tank, and, tank yeah. Losing losing Dougie Hamilton on its yeah. own is is really bad. Yeah. uh among other things they've done but yeah he he like i don't know it's a tough jersey like him and suban could return the form and and they're both right-handed i think yeah so it, that's tricky to to slot them in but like I mean, he eats up minutes uh he, he can be there he can be on the blue line for what was it, eight years uh seven seven yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a good it's good to have a defenseman like that for a while. I think as uh, Metro fans, um, or that's what the division's called now. I don't oh, know. Yeah, we're, back, I, to, oh, we're, we're just, back to the regular. Back to Metro, yeah. What, what, what was I it think, last
1: season? The Atlantic, right?
0: Uh, East? Was the Metro card something? Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> but, we but back to – it doesn't matter. But, like,
2: as people who have to play him a lot, I don't think we'll – you know he'll be annoying he'll be throwing in like flyer bruin uh, yeah, mm-hmm. rangers fan sides for yeah. for some time but
0: yeah, yeah i long term yeah, it's
2: interesting
0: yeah i just it, it feels like a move that the devils have just tried to make over and over again and it just it obviously yeah like you said taylor hall won an mvp but for the devils it just hasn't really translated to success on the ice and we'll, we'll see how it goes but Moving on from Hamilton, obviously a lot of other big names. Uh, like we said, Landis Skog went back to Colorado. Any thoughts on that? I mean, that, that was a move it felt like they had to make, bring back their captain. He's he's yeah, the face of that friend. Well, McCarr may be the face of the franchise now, but he's been the face of the franchise for most of the last decade. Yeah, yeah I mean, and- no
1: arguments there. I mean, honestly, just, I, I wanted to see a move. Just, I... I, I like I, 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 Yeah, I sort of like. I just like when big players. Only this is only sometimes. I only I like when big players go to different teams because it's just a huge shakeup, and yeah, you know they can help out a new team. The old team struggles, or maybe they get even better because people who are on the third line move up. And I, it it's always a it's it's like a fun experiment sometimes. But I mean, him Absolutely. being the captain, him being a captain for so long being one of the faces of that franchise, like you said, it's it's a move it's a move they had to make almost.
0: Yeah, definitely compared to like especially basketball, but even baseball. Hockey is does get a little not boring, but it, it, it a lot more of star players staying with who who they have spent most of their career with or their most recent team. Um but yeah obviously Landiscox signs, uh, no shock there um and that contract. Let me find the exact numbers here quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean while you're so looking that up, players. go ahead. Yeah, that's
1: the that's one of the good things about the NHL. There's not pile on teams like there's no yeah. Golden State Warriors, there's no Cleveland Cla- Cleveland Cavaliers. I
0: mean, if we want to, yeah. if we if we want to be uh, topical or uh, no uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, there's no uh, there's
1: no one team that everyone's like, this summer I'm going there. I mean, people tried to make that argument when Tavares went to Toronto, but I mean, we see how that worked out. They're not a they're not a contender yet. So
0: yeah, and to stay and just to further that point and stay topical even more, I mean today in basketball and baseball we saw we saw league changing trades with yes. in basketball Russell Westbrook going to. The Lakers, which I mean, the Lakers now have Anthony Davis, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, which you can ask who's going to be demanding the ball the most. And we'll see. But that that's going to make the Lakers by far the front runners to win the NBA next year. And in baseball today, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner just got sent from the Nationals to the Dodgers, which gives the Dodgers now Walker Buehler. And uh, Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer, I mean, as the top three stars in their rotation. Which yeah, that's is an all star game lineup. That it is. is. An and, game lineup. and then in the field, they have Curry Seager. They have now Trey Turner. They have Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger. They have Mookie Betts. I mean, we don't see super teams in hockey. I mean, yeah. outside of maybe the, the 90s. Uh, Red Wings in the eighties, or Oilers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Anymore. we can just say a, we could just say a prayer to Lord Stanley and hope that keeps up. So, yeah.
0: but uh Landeskog, he got eight years, seven million, fair contract there. Uh, moving on, Grubauer. We briefly mentioned earlier, he's going to Seattle. Uh, six years, five point nine million AAV. That was a big pickup for the Kraken. Kind of gets a not. I don't want to say a face of the franchise because goalies don't often get that um, moniker unless you're a Carey Price uh, or maybe even Marc Andre Andre Fleury, Vasilevsky, uh, so on and so forth. Very few face of the franchise goalies, but that's a big pickup for the Kraken. Gives them, like we said, a very good one-two punch goalie tandem any thoughts on that before we move on not um
2: not as big of a name as flurry was when vegas got him uh in 2017 remember like you know people like the vegas team the initial reaction was not very good the defense is okay but at least they'll have you know mark andre flurry to kind of you know give somebody a jersey to buy or a reason to kind of go to the games and mm-hmm. it was this nice little, like, you know, Hey, we got a big player. And group hour isn't a big name, but I think maybe in, you know, if he has another Veznick, Oliver season, I think fans in Seattle will really take a shine to him and absolutely. And, and, and you know, and buy his Jersey and have somebody <laughs> to root for
0: it. And going back to Seattle's span draft, I think the one thing that really helped them, uh, and I, I don't remember Vegas' season tickets going into the season, but Seattle, I know, it out all their season tickets yeah. that in, into the expansion draft. So there wasn't any pressure to be like, hey, we need a dra- we need to draft some big names here to get uh butts in the seats. They, they There was no pressure yeah. with that. and Probably um, a better sports city, right? Yeah. Just like out, yeah. out of the box, like already a better sports city
2: than hey, definitely Vegas make an is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, Seattle, uh, is definitely a, a very strong sports city compared to what Vegas has been historically, but honestly, Vegas is well on its way. It seems to get an all four major sports eventually here. Uh, other yeah. massive names, and obviously we're not going through these names in any sort of order. Um, <laughs> but i <Alphabet>. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Saad got a nice big contract out of St. Louis today, five years, four and a half million, uh, per year which is 22 and twenty two and a half. Um uh, any thoughts on that? Um he he definitely seems like a blues
1: kind of player. Like he's a bigger guy. He can get in there on the power play and score goals. Um not a not a ton of thoughts, but I don't know that's that's he seems like a very good fit there. I think he'll slide in nicely on the second line, maybe the first power play.
2: Veteran.
0: Veteran yeah he, he wants uh, to Chicago. Yeah two time Cup winner there. He's not couple the player forward. he used to be, but he's, he's right. still pretty good. A
2: couple forward acquisitions for the Blues. I don't know. Uh, Doug Armstrong is the GM of the Blues. Yeah. Like, he's the yep. like he is like does not really hesitate. Like if they're done, he'll blow it up. And if they're if if he thinks there's a chance that they can compete again next year, I mean Pavel yeah. Buchnevich, Ranger, oh, former yeah. Ranger, and uh and Brendan Sauter both two both two good um, forward upgrades or additions to, you know, his his group there. So it sure.
0: puts them in a good scenario that uh, when they do eventually trade Tarasenko, that they don't have to worry about. Because yeah. if they don't trade Tarasenko before the season, let's say they trade him midseason, because I think what could help them is long term, it's not going to work out there. But if Tarasenko comes out this season and has a good start to the year, they'll get his trade value up more and the blues could get something for him then. But if you, when you do trade Tarasenko, you don't have to worry about who's going to be replacing that talent or production. Cause uh, sad and, uh, Bucinevich should, should be able to do pretty well there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One less thing to
1: worry about. When you get rid of a big name, clear up some money. Very good move.
2: Um, is probably better than him today. So like <laughs> that, I mean, he doesn't have is, the shot, but it's very fair. just worried about if you're worried about like production and,
0: and who's going to be on your first power play and stuff. I mean, there's your guy talking about big contracts not super big contracts, but talking about giving out money. Uh, one team that's given out a ton of money here in the first two days of free agency is uh, Tom's Boston Bruins. I mean, Yes, uh, I'm yes, looking at it here for Derek Forbod, uh, Mike Raleigh, Thomas Nossick, Eric Kula, Nick Felino, um Yeah, and, um and Olmark.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the two bigger names there is probably Nick feligno and uh Olmark. And Feligno is I I feel like I just said this with Brandon Sod, but Nick Foligno is like he's a Bruins player. Like he's a he's a bigger guy. It, yep. it's the same stuff. He can get in there, get nasty, get in front of the net. And score those power play goals, but uh, Olmark is World a captain. Yeah, and Omar is a very interesting signing because uh, Rat Tuka Rask, he's not signed right now. His contract expired, and he just got surgery, so he's going to be out until January yeah. or February. So, uh, depending mm. on how Olmark goes, he honestly he might take over for Rask. Rask might get a smaller deal. He might want to go somewhere else. If he loses yeah, because, because that. go ahead. I I was just going to say that. I'm gonna say, like, 75 percent of Bruins fans don't like Rask. <laughs> they, they do not it's forgive that him. I know. I I feel. I mean, a lot of wow. all, all the Bruins stuff I see on Twitter is just trashing him because they never forgave him for the two goals in 17 seconds in the 2013 final game six. Yeah, they should have won that year. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, a lot a lot of people thought they should have blown up the core after that. And I mean, they got rid of Sagan, they got rid of the young core, but that that's a whole that's a whole episode. Um, but Omar Ol- definitely
0: definitely good signing. Yeah, with Omar and like you said, with Rask not being signed, I mean that contract five million. You're not paying a guy five million to back up a guy like Rat. I mean that the money there just screams to me the starting goalie. And I mean, if you bring back Rask this year, I guess once he's healthy, yeah, you could start him. But I, I can't see Rask going back to Bosnia for more than. A year, and that may be just because, boss. Like, how many teams are going to take a chance on Rask when he's not going to be able to play half the year, and he's going to be coming off injury? Yeah, thirty-four years old. Yeah, not a lot of So I mean, could Rask sit out this year, possibly? It's it's
1: possible. I mean, if if he's not feeling like if he's not progressing as he should, come February, I mean, you have three. What is it? Two and a half months to get warmed up for a playoff run. Like yeah. even then, I don't I don't think they would start him if you have Allmark having eighty percent of the games throughout the season to that yeah, point. And it, especially like, with that, that final well. price tag. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, Rask then maybe they'll sign him and trade him to a team who wants some veteran leadership. I don't know. Just somebody to mentor a young goalie. But um yeah. yeah, definitely as of right now, he is it's 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 getting harder and harder to see him as a starter after this season. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely That's,
0: agree with that. What's
2: well, just like a commitment, at, like from the ownership and the general managers, like just the Bruins' commitment to that core and yeah. Yeah. that team, and what, three Cup final appearances? Yeah, right?
1: 20, yeah, it was twenty eleven. 2013, and then uh, the Blues. Right. Yeah, because
2: you beat the Canucks in seven, um, lost the to the Blackhawks in, Black in six, and then yeah. uh, the Blues or Blues were five or six or something like that. But wasn't it seven? I mean, you can make a case they should have beat the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, and I mean the Blue series, they, the Blues were a team of destiny that year, so that's a little tough. But like, yeah, I mean they very well could have won multiple times, and. I mean, it's kind of like our uh, Phillies 2008 Phillies team, where like they could have won more than just one, yeah. and it's kind of like it's kind and, of annoying.
0: And comparatively, so the one big thing with that Phillies team was: did the Phillies hold on to that core for too long? And yeah. the answer was yes. And it eventually it did hurt them. But with the Bruins, I mean, we saw last year with uh, Chara, the, 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 the Chara. I mean. Chara is, I mean, of the last thirty years, he he is the Boston Bruins. Absolutely. I mean, when when I when you think of the Boston Bruins of over the last twenty years, you think of Zadano Char. I mean, he's yep. just. I I know he spent time with other places, but uh, the dude was just—he was Boston hockey at that point, and, and they let him walk and. I feel like that kind of could be looking back at that, that, that I wouldn't be shocked if Tuca has played his last game as a Bruin.
1: Yeah, um, I mean if it is, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to see him go because I've always liked Tuca Rask. He it, like it's easy to get mad at him for uh, if I can quote people on Twitter for blowing the 2013 final but um i don't i don't know dude all those other years you make the playoffs you don't make it without Rask I, it's like he i don't know yeah absolutely but um yeah, yeah i don't want to harp on that for too long
2: <laughs> yeah i mean that's they're just so they're such an interesting i mean you look at the names that have walked at the door for like, trades or free agency or whatever like true Dougie Hamilton, Tyler Sagan, yeah. more recently Tori Krug and Cedano yeah. Chara, like those are all guys that were, were huge parts of those teams at, at different stages, and they're still they're still kicking around. You know, it's
1: it,
0: it is interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Sure. yeah, yeah, they hold on to their guys,
0: <laughs> maybe a little too long. Uh, other uh, notable contracts: uh, Zach Hyman goes from Toronto. He's staying in Canada. Going. To Edmonton, seven years, five point five AAV, thirty-eight, three and a half million dollars. I mean, uh that's a that's a really nice pickup for Edmonton, but that's a huge loss for Toronto. They're a big part of their uh their D line. They're uh, just sorry, not D line. Was a big part of their uh, forward group. They're gone. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. They keep losing guys like that, right? They lost Connor yeah. Brown. Um, now they're losing Zach Hyman. They're losing like they're playoff performer, crash-and-bang type players that, you know, I, like those are the guys you want to kind of make a run in yep. like the, the later rounds. And, I mean, Toronto's had such difficulty getting out of the first round. Um, so it's – we'll see. You know, it's they lose Felino and, um, uh, and Hyman as well. Yeah. They were never – they could never afford – like, Hyman was going to get paid. Uh, sure, I forget yeah. what the last uh, Toronto offer was, reportedly, but, like, they were close. They gave him, like, way more, like, I think as much yeah. term, but not as much money. But
0: Yeah, it was it was very close. And I think Edmonton actually offered both a seven-year contract and an eight-year contract. Um, Toronto actually saw quite a bit moving because Frederick Anderson is out the door. He's headed to... Uh, ready. Carolina, while Peter Mrazek is making his way from Carolina to Toronto, uh, so we'll have to see how the Leafs go in the next year. It's going to be a interesting year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the, I mean, and the Leafs earlier this year, uh, not earlier this year, just Kyle Dubas just a couple of weeks ago said that I mean he thinks this is the group uh, that's going to win a cup for them. So I mean. We'll see what happens there. Uh it feels like something will eventually go wrong for them. Uh Phil Deneau it's makes <laughs> Phil Deneau makes his way from uh Montreal to LA. Uh any thoughts on that? Uh
2: Rangers and Kraken both in on him as well. Uh Rangers dropping out after I guess the price got closer to what he eventually got with the Kings takes the Kings out of the Eichel sweepstakes which is uh <laughs> which is great if you want Eichel on your team but I think the Kings center depth it's Kopitar uh, Velarde oh man I'm trying to do this from memory uh, the no and one more I'm forgetting but uh, another younger guy I think oh Byfield uh, second yeah. overall pick Quentin Byfield so that's they have a great great amount like just Pile, piles of centers, um, all four lines. That it's just such a good. They, the Rangers have way too many wingers. They don't have enough centers. The Kings have have too many centers. Maybe like they're just they're stacked at that most important position, sure. um, Especially in the playoffs. So they're they're trying to uh, become a factor again.
0: Yep, and they gave him six years, five and a half uh, million dollars Isn't per bad. year. So that mm-hmm. a nice little contract there. Um, t- in terms of massive contracts, uh, I think it's the most money given out to any one player. Um, oh, well, it's tied. Braden Point got an eight-year, nine-point-five million dollar contract extension from Tampa Bay.
2: Whew. Yeah, he's. Mama mia. <laughs> that's worth it. You know, you're not going to hear anybody com- complaining about that. I mean, he's. No. The last two years in the playoffs, probably their best. Him and Vasilevsky have been their best players, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yep.
2: no arguments. And Kucherov maybe second or third on that list. Just like he's been so good, he had that playoff goal scoring streak, which was just phenomenal. It's, I mean, you hear the big names, the Kucherovs and Stamkos, and like you don't always get the Braden point, but I mean, there's a reason that he, like I think during the McDonough trade with the Rangers, the the Rangers really wanted Braden point. Sergachev from the Lightning, and they said, "Hands off! Mm-hmm. We know what we have here." Yeah. And um, good on them for sticking to their guns, because now he's, you know, they have him to thank largely or in part for back-to-back Cup wins, yeah. both of them.
0: Uh, Tampa Bay also uh, signed Corey Perry uh, to a one-year, two-million-dollar, sorry, two-year, one-million-dollar contract uh, per year. Yeah. Um, Corey's lost the last two cups to Tampa, so that's if you can't beat them, join them. I guess yeah, might as well that's so
2: fun. funny. I forgot he was on the Stars because I saw that too, and I was like, "What?" was this? And it's like I had to remember. But yeah, that's gotta be weird to like, make, not hate these guys, but like to lose to the same group twice, two years in a row, and then you know be, be training with them, yeah. taking line rushes with them. Yeah. So it's. It's actually,
0: it's actually been a really good uh, couple days for Tampa because they got Brian Elliott on a $900,000 one-year contract. That's a good backup to have. Mm-hmm. Zach Bogosian, is, I know he hasn't been as good since he first left Tampa, but he's going back to a place he had success, and I'm sure he'll refine that success again. Um, and they re-signed Cal Foot today, so uh, good couple days there for Tampa.
1: Stellar offseason for the Lightning so far.
2: That's Any fine. other feels a swallow, yeah. but
0: it'll be okay. Any other big uh, free agent signings you guys want to talk about? Uh... Did Blake Coleman get overpaid? Probably twenty nine point four million dollars over six years. Same with Goodrow. Like, definitely too much term. Barkley, Goodrow, yeah.
2: but yeah. I, that's the thing in free agency you have to you have to overpay. Yeah, like. Too. If you want a player to, like, if you just, if you go over to this player's agent and you're like, here's your market value contract and your market value term, they're just going to move on to the team that's going to give them too much. So it's, if you really want them, you, you got to shell out some cap space. And I, yeah, it's, Godrell, I think, is a little overpaid and probably for too long. And, and, uh, same with, uh, Coleman as well. But, you yeah, I mean, you, those guys, cup winning pedigree, it's, it's just dollar signs too. So every team wants that.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys had anything else to finish up in free agency, but I, I feel like we can probably close it out with the not surprising oh, Ovechkin more. going back to yeah. Washington.
0: Yeah. I, I guess the biggest question with yeah. him is do you guys believe that Ovechkin over the next five years will break the all time goal record? He needs to I average, I think, to. 33. I want him to, I'll tell you that. That would be awesome. See that
1: in our lifetime?
2: Heck yeah. That's like the last thing. Like, that's what he's playing for, right? Or at yeah. least that's what it, they make it seem like. That I mean, does. It's it's like They sign him just yeah. long enough where, yeah. They sign him just long enough that he just has to score 30 goals a season and he has it. Like, that's... Okay, like that's that's
1: the deal. It just, as long just as you keeps... can stay healthy, which is a big question. But after just keep age. him in the left circle in the power play. We'll get it. Sure.
0: Um, I guess uh, quickly we'll go through some major trades uh, that have occurred over the last few weeks. Uh, the one being uh, the most recent: Darcy Kemper. Uh, he's headed from the Aval- from the Coyotes to the Avalanche. of the Avalanche replaced Grubauer, uh, that I think that's a good trade for the. Um, Avalanche. Kemper's one of those guys who, if he's on, he can be one of the top goalies in the league. It's just a matter of when he's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they send a first-round pick in 2022, Connor Timmons, and a 2024 um, conditional third-round pick to uh, the Coyotes. Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, that one's that one's interesting. Uh, well, that one's interesting to me because They get a similar goalie, they hope, a similar goalie um, to Grubauer, who they had. So now, and they let him walk probably for money. They didn't want to pay him as much as Seattle did. So then, would you rather pay the money and lose the cap space, or would you rather spend the assets, the first-round pick, third-round pick, and and the prospect for a similar goalie? Like, it's... It's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know what Kemper's contract is. Maybe it's a huge. Um, maybe I should know. Uh, maybe uh, it's a I will, huge like uh, budget. But well, maybe maybe it's cheaper and financially makes sense for a team like Colorado, which I mean they're paying McCarr. They got a, they're paying McKinnon. They four, 4. Now point five. They're paying Landeskog.
0: He's uh yeah, four point five. Yeah, last year of his deal, it looks like four point five million. Uh, U- UFA
2: too, and so that's 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 scary too. I don't know because Colorado they've been the the smart guy pick for the cup the last like few years. Mm-hmm. So
0: now they like and losing Grubauer. Into, uh, I, I feel like I feel like entering Fradency they are probably the favorites to win the cup uh, going into next season. But then once they lost Grubauer, I mean that's a big loss for them. I and I I'm just I think they're still gonna be a very good team probably. Number one or two team in the West, but uh,
2: I, I have um,
0: good enough. Um,
2: I have trade news. Well, we do you guys this, want to break a trade? Not crazy. actually break
0: a trade, but <laughs> yeah, what sport um, are we talking about?
2: Uh, hockey on hockey. our hockey podcast. Brian um, well, Reeves get... to New York Rangers for third round pick.
0: All right. So uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. well, well, let's get Sick. your initial gut reaction. Yeah, how you feeling? Oh, man.
2: It, <laughs> going into the – going, I, I could do a whole, like, 25 minutes on, on the Rangers post. Well, we haven't even talked about Jack Eichel, so. Well, yeah, I'll <laughs> say that stuff. But post-Tom Wilson incident, and it's not just Tom Wilson because they were beat up on by the Islanders, by the Bruins. There was just teams that were more physical and – they won close games against the Rangers this year. Shut down the Rangers top guys, and that was it. Um, so the, the the whole mandate mantra of of it now is you have to be harder to play against. You need tougher guys, and like that's really scary to some of like the stat smart people, because then that usually means you're getting worse and you're trading people like Pavel Buchnevich for a fourth line uh blay i actually i've never heard his name out loud um but you're, you know you're, you're getting worse um on paper but hopefully you're getting better like a more complete team overall and ryan Reeves, it was a joke because gerard gallant was hired as a new coach of the rangers and people are like oh ryan Reeves is going to be there in two seconds like you know they played like he played under him in vegas and he's going to be right on the team and i didn't really believe it here he is boys <laughs> Uh, we have a grinder again, so. Because
0: Ryan Reeves, yeah. I mean,
2: less, probably one of the last grinders
0: in the league, too. Real yeah, less, and that with that, I mean, it's just, it's crazy that Ryan Reeves got the same return as, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name now, The goalie, it's it's... Ka- no. the goalie Carolina sent to Detroit. Oh, uh, Ned Nedelkovic. Yeah, and a Calder, yeah. a Calder finalist, got a third round draft pick attached to him. And I mean, hell, uh, Vegas traded Mark Andre Flory away for basically nothing. They got like one. They got like a player in return. Yeah, yeah. So they just that, want the money. Yeah, I uh, I'm shocked they got. Uh, that, that the Rangers decided to give up a third round pick for that, but all right, well, we broke that news. Let's, I guess, go back to our original scheduled program. Uh, yeah. There's a few, <laughs> uh, as we mentioned earlier, Vitek Vanacek uh, heads back to Washington. First second round pick, so I mean, not bad there if you're the Kraken. Um, this... Uh, Evgeny Dadunov heads to Vegas uh, for Nick Holden at 3rd round pick. That's a good move for Ottawa. Dadunov wasn't going to do anything there, really. Just too many young, good offensive pieces around him. He was going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, another big one, Tyler Johnson, a second-round pick to the Blackhawks from the Lightning for Brent Seabrook, Brent Seabrook. who i Think that's just gonna end up in L T I R money, correct?
1: I I actually don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Is...
0: He's he's hurt. He's not I, I think his is done.
2: Yeah, he might be done. So yeah, they might just stash that money and yeah, it's just cap relief, right? That's Yeah. It's <laughs> Every exactly Tampa it is. trade, man. It's just <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> Put uh head, hide, move money around.
0: Nate Schmidt to Winnipeg uh, for a three-round pick from Vancouver. Obviously, as we said, Marc-Andre flurry get, gets sent from the Knights to the Blackhawks. Um, the, the Knights did get Mikel Hacker hacker Ryan out of it. Um, but that's probably just a lottery ticket, basically. Uh, I, what, I mean, like we said earlier, two Vesna finalists Get traded, not traded, but are changing teams in the same off season is just yeah. it is is insane to think about. Yeah, yeah what was the is. final
1: number of goalies this season? It was like 28
0: 28 on from what I, I could count. Change teams so far, yeah. and there's still plenty on the market. Crazy, crazy, because obviously, uh, like Tuca is still out there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> see what happens and with Conquest and Hank. Yeah.
2: He's got to figure now, out – he's got to get a clear to play even, I think. But.
0: I do like that uh, – I do like the flurry trade for the Blackhawks if flurry plays, but there is discussion out there that Furry could choose to retire here in the upcoming days or weeks because he wanted to stay in Vegas. His family really loves Vegas, all that. So he's, he's not sure here. if he wants to move again and all that. I mean, does he – what do you – I mean, he has, what, one year left on that contract? Does he go to Chicago and live by himself for a year? I mean, that's a lot to ask for, especially coming off of all this COVID stuff. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch. But if it goes well, I mean, the Blackhawks don't believe in rebuilds, but they've had a nice <laughs> little retool in here uh, this offseason. Yeah,
1: absolutely. He could be a huge part of that if he, like you were saying, if he ends up playing there.
2: Yeah, I think the Knights uh, just... They want the money. They want to win. I mean it's yep. clear as that, right? I mean, they wanna they're in on Jack Eichel, even though they have no prospects. <laughs> like and like watching um like the TSN uh free agency thing, they spend a ton of time talking about Vegas because like Vegas just has this mandate. They wanna win in their first like five years. They want to establish yeah. themselves and like they're they're gonna do stuff like kind of screw over their their franchise I, I guess they're you know their franchise goaltender up to that point just to possibly get better or have more money to be better next year and they already have a number one in Laner so it's or lenner I should say um, yeah. so yeah they it was it was a luxury it was flurry insurance and now they don't need flurry
0: yeah I, I it just shocking that they basically got nothing for the Vezina winner
2: yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Hard, hard. J- Just on the surface, like if you say that to someone, hard to fathom.
0: Absolutely. Doesn't make uh, sense. <laughs> uh, and then I guess the last major trade of recently um, – well, actually, no, because for- it's not even one listed here because I think it happened a little bit before, but uh, there's actually two more. Uh, Sam Reinhardt goes from Buffalo to Florida, so not the player that everybody was waiting for to be traded out of Buffalo, but Reinhardt. <laughs> Goes to Florida for a uh, first round pick in 2022 uh, and uh, Devin Levi, who um, could be uh, the Sabres going to the future. I know a lot of people are high on him and uh, he should. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It's probably sooner or later how he turns out in the uh, national hockey league. Any thoughts on Reinhardt to the Panthers? Sneaky, uh, sneaky good
2: trade. Yeah. For uh for the Panthers, who would have been a second or third round team, I think, in the playoffs last year, had they not run into Tampa, you know, yeah. in, in the first round. And, you know, they only get better with Sam Reinhardt, who I didn't know this till today was the, I think, 10th in uh, goal scoring.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: last yeah. Year. Sneaky, so
0: that high.
2: sneaky good season. Had a good season on just a dreadful team, you know, that didn't have Eichel for the full year, didn't have him playing healthy, just kind of doing it on his own. And, you know, you add him to a team with uh Barkov and uh just just established, like already kind of sniffing at the door of uh wanting to be better and, and to really compete. So it's that's one to remember. Yes,
1: <laughs> a s- sneaky good trade is a very way to describe that one going to pay dividends and it's it's very low-key as of right now it's not
2: the name we're looking for you know out of buffalo yeah. it's the other guy it's the center <laughs> uh that certain teams like my own are really uh sniffing around so it's like yeah it's kind of like got lost in the fray a bit but it might end up being more impactful
0: yeah and i mean the it's trade. not like uh buffalo's trade either because they sent uh Rasmus Ristelanen to the Flyers, uh, and they got a nice return for, from the Flyers for that. But the other bigger yeah. tra- big trade I wanted to quickly discuss was uh, Arizona offloading Ekman Larson to the Canucks. That's right. Uh, and For uh, three players in the number nine overall pick. They are, and uh, the Canucks, not Canucks, the Coyotes also said Connor Garland to uh, the Canucks there. Uh, but... Yeah, Arizona got back Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel, uh, who are all free agents after this year. So, I mean, what that was for Arizona was offloading a massive contract that wasn't working out for them, get mm-hmm. three guys who aren't going to tie them down for more than a year, and get um, a valuable asset in that number nine overall pick.
1: Yeah, that's a very, very smart hockey trade. Not necessarily going to. Translate to a lot on the ice potentially, but in terms of cap management, team management, very smart trade,
2: very um interesting. I think on thirty one thoughts, uh, podcast, Jeff Merrick asked like, "Well, we know this is the Connor Garland trade in the future because that like Ekman Larson maybe kind of on that falling action portion of his yeah. career." Whereas Garland, we may not have seen the best from him yet, so uh, it's it's interesting. I I think uh, ekman Larson wanted to like he wanted to move. I think as early as last year, and he's been in trade rumors friggin' forever. I mean, the Bruins have wanted him pretty much since you know like, like joined the league. It, it feels like and they've been sniffing around him forever. So you know he him going to Vancouver. They're yeah. an interesting team. Um, issues with Pedersen and. And just uh, Horvat, and you know, who knows what what the what they're going to look like. But you know, to have to get Ekman Larson and, and Connor Garland, it's it's a good it's a good addition.
0: yes yeah, and yeah. Also, interestingly to note, I mean, uh, and they did get Connor Garland a contract done, which was big because he was an RFA. But they have fourteen million dollars left, and. They still have to sign uh, possibly Jason Dickinson. He's an RFA. Uh, Pedersen is an RFA, and so is uh, a kid named Quinn Hughes. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're going to get into a little bit of a tight cap situation here, partially because they took on that $7.2 per year from the of Larsen deal, but also now right. paying uh, Garland four point nine a year. So I mean they added uh nearly what uh what's that uh, four uh, thirteen mil yeah. to their cap situation off that trade.
1: Um yeah, that's right. Yikes! But uh, <laughs> Dill, I I wanted to ask you real quick. Um as yeah. the as the Resident Flyers fan, how do you feel about J, uh, Voracek uh for Cam? Uh,
0: I like Ken. I like the idea that Cam Atkinson is going to bring more of a pure goal-scoring aspect to the Flyers, something Vorchuk really has never been. Not that, now, Vorchuk is the better overall player, and I think Vorchuk could have a nice bounce-back season in uh, Columbus. But I think Atkinson fits better for what the Flyers need right now. The um, goal-scoring was definitely lacking last year, and Atkinson, he's not... He's not going to, I don't, I'm not expecting 40 goals out of him, but if he can come in, give them 25 to 30, I think that's very much a possibility and reality. And I, I like it for the Flyers, um, overall. Yeah. Uh, I, I think overall it's been a, a decent off season for Chuck Fletcher. Uh, I mean, Ryan Ellis was obviously a big one, uh, moving Nolan Patrick was needed. It wasn't going to work out, uh, Phil Myers is somebody they they could come to maybe regret trading, but I I don't think he's going to be like a top 10 defenseman in the future. But he's going to be around a long time. Uh, The Ryan Alstra is good. Rasmus, they obviously overpaid there. I think Rasmus Rasmus could benefit from being in a new place, not playing uh, first uh, pairing minutes, Uh, just having a little less pressure on him there. And I think to a point, too, He's on a better team, and I think I think part of him was probably pressing in Buffalo. I mean, when you don't have necessarily all the talent in the world around you. I know they have Darlene, but when you're on a team like that, you're going to try to uh, compensate for some other shortcomings, and that could lead to poor play. Um, what moves they make. Uh, we talked about Atkinson. Wasn't a big fan of the uh, the um, the signing of uh, Jones, but, I mean, you, I mean, you're hoping bringing him back to his old uh, goalie coach that he had there in uh, L.A. helps, but it's risky.
1: Yeah, I mean, you had to replace Brian Elliott, so, and then, like you were saying, hopefully coming back to his old goalie coach will reignite him a little bit to some of the su- success he had earlier in his career but yeah biggest worry like, there
0: is if Carter Hart struggles again yeah. and he's Jones struggles as well it's that it can go south of the fires real quickly big season for them overall because both Kature and Drew are free agents at the end of the year oh my
1: god yeah that's right their contracts are coming up um
0: is there any other trades you guys think are worth discussing before we get into our uh, final questions really here? Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I, potential I, I,
1: trades? I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Let's
0: yeah, we, get into potential trades. Yeah, do
1: five minutes
0: on Michael real quick. So, <laughs> Yeah, let's, I don't want to take up too much time. Let's start with the, the potential trade that everybody is waiting for, and that's the trade of Jack Eichel. The question is, where's is Jack Eichel going to go, and when is he going to go? So, uh, let, Eric, let's start with you. Just, I know you have a whole spiel on Jack Eichel. Yeah, to keep the it free. yours.
2: <laughs> to keep it relatively brief. Uh, when has been a big question because um, I follow a lot of people, Rangers people, who they're like, it's going to happen before the draft, or it's going to happen. The day of the draft, because if you're the, the story that came out was that uh, Kevin Adams and Buffalo wanted as many, they were super big on the draft this year for some reason. Um, they they really wanted first round picks. So they were putting a premium on on getting first round picks. And they, and they got one, I think, in, in, in the Sam Reinhart uh, deal. And that's what, and they got in the Ristalina deal as well. Like they got things that they got what they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. so it seemed that like the Rangers picking at uh I think uh, fourteen or no fifteen I think it was sixteen but it was fifteen because Arizona forfeited their pick. Yep. Um so it was it was a top fifteen pick, quote unquote. Um and it seemed like if you're the Rangers or if you're the Buffalo if you're the Sabres and you, you want the biggest return from the Rangers, then you do it before the draft. But that didn't happen, obviously. Uh and then we got the free agency and it was It was like okay, some of these suitors because you hear it's the Rangers, it's the Kings, it's Anaheim, it's Minnesota, and friggin' Montreal who they don't have money or the picks for it. Um, I have
0: more breaking news, by the way. Uh, The Blue Jackets have have signed Zach Werenski to a six-year extension with a cap hit of nine point five eight three per year.
1: A lot of big money defensive deals so this summer.
0: That that ups Seth Jones's uh, contract by just the slightest, which <laughs> you know uh, is um, let's say uh, um, that 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 was a calculated thing to yeah, sign for, sure. for more than Seth Jones. Yep. Well, okay, but you were saying with Daggel.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, well, people wanted. Uh, Orzsky, too. They call on him. I think, but you can't lose them both in one off season, so no. that, that makes sense. His agent was probably like, "Pay us that," you know, and and that was an easy. <laughs> that was that's what that's what they got. So, that yeah. um, but, but basic with Eichel, I mean, Philip Deneau, which I mentioned earlier, the Kings signing him take the Kings out, and the Kings were the Kings and Rangers were always like the big two. Because the Rangers needed centers and the Kings had too many. So there was arguments to be made where you could say, well, look, the Rangers really need a center so they can trade some of their winger depth for a center in Jack Eichel. And same with the Kings. Is that like, well, if the you know, if the Sabres are going to lose their best young center, they're going to get one back from us because we have this great center depth pipeline. Uh, they have like the second or third best um, prospect pool behind the Rangers uh, in the NHL. So it was like, it always seemed like it was going to come down to them. And now LA's out. Minnesota bought out Parise uh, and Suter, which we didn't mention, clear a ton of money out to go after Eichel, maybe Uh, Vegas, who have needed a center since their expansion draft. Never had one. (laughs) Made the cup final without a first line center. And they cleared some money with Fleury. And they re-signed Martinez, but... You know, I think if you're a go for it, win now, crazy mode team like Vegas, you you might mortgage the future even more to try to get a player like Eichel. So, yeah, I but you know the Mackenzie uh, Bob McKenzie tweet came out that there wasn't it was radio silence or it was dead air on Eichel uh, on free agency day and nobody was talking. So it's it's weird. It, it seems like the Sabers are playing hardball. They can't screw this up. You can't trade a 24-year-old first-line center and not have something to show for it. Not have something to show your fans, or then have a plan. And Eichel sure. went out. He hasn't formally requested a trade as of I think today, which is maybe what the Sabers want him to do, so they can they can kind of sell a bed return more. It's and I, I I've been linking it in our hockey chat, but there's so much like fighting in the press going on too, where the Sabres will say something like, We're fine with Eichel being in our team bite in training camp. We're fine yeah. with keeping him. And then the Rangers, uh, basically there's state media Lady Larry Brooks with the New York Post saying, like, I don't think the Rangers should get Eichel. He's not the player they need. So it's like they're both they're both, you know, fighting this war of words where it's like, We don't really want him. We're like, well, we don't want to get rid of him and it's it's crazy. It's exhausting. It's craziness. I want it to be over. I, like, <laughs> I've like. i been following it all summer, and it's it's exhausting. So um, I think on uh, TSN, they said within the next couple of days, could be as soon as the next couple of days, hopefully. Could also be never. It could just could just go into the season, he'll score 70 points with the Sabres and be unhappy. You know, it's... It's so there's so much uncertainty
0: with it. Yep. Yeah, who knows? It, Long story it, short, it's been a crazy whirlwind the last week or so with all the rumors there. And yeah, I mean, I guess the big question is just like, what are like it has it, been what and players well, like that don't get traded. Exactly. I, I mean, it, this is a once in a every. Every, what you would say, maybe 10, 15 years, a player like this gets traded. Um, but all we heard was that the what they wanted, what Buffalo wanted for Eichel was like a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, haul back. But then, like, you see rumors the of equivalent what...
2: of four first round picks.
0: Yeah. And then you see what. Picks and prospects What? The Vegas, uh potential Vegas deal would look like. And you. It just it was so much lower than expected. Yeah. uh, Like, what is the value here that Buffalo truly wants, and are they willing to sit? Like, if if I'm Buffalo, like, yeah, I'm playing the long game, and I'm willing to sit and wait and get the best offer. I don't care if it's the I don't care if it's the Rangers. I don't care if it's the anybody in my division. I just want the best offer. Because at the end of the day, if they get the return they think is good, that's... If they get the best return possible, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you have to see Eichel play for the Rangers or whatever. It, you just got to get the best return possible. So yeah, I'm just interested to see what the eventual return is because yeah, it feels like it's going to be like disappointing almost. Well, it's never... It's, it's never as much so as we much. think it's going to be, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: yeah. And, like, I mean, because it, it's hard to you think back on, like, players of similar caliber. And, like, Rick Nash, I like, I, I the rumors with Rick Nash was that he was going to get this King's Ransom um, from the Rangers. But he had a modified no-move clause, and he would only waive it for the Rangers. So, like, there was more leverage there for the Rangers to, like, here's Artem Anisimov and Brendan Dubinsky in a first-round pick and give us this... 40 goal scorer all-star like your captain like eichel is yeah. better than rick nash yeah. eichel it, it might be the biggest trade of the last 20 years whenever he ends up getting moved because he's a 20 24 year old first line center it's it's crazy that yeah, he's even kind of available they're the player like you know he could maybe you could see a player like that getting traded when they're 27 30 you know it's just like it, it never happens, and the price. I mean, good for honest. Like as putting the Rangers fan to the side a second, it's like good for Buffalo for sticking to their guns and and trying to get as much as they can from these teams because that's like the it's it's not their only card to play because they traded Ristol Line and they traded Sam Reinhart, but it's like it's their biggest card to play, and if you screw it up, you set that franchise back. Who knows how long? And I mean, they the ask from the Rangers, I. It was too much, it seemed, because they wanted young roster players, which means Kako, Lafreniere, Keandre Miller, like players who they are trying to build their team around. Prospects is where it's like they're more of a lottery ticket. And you can – the Rangers might have the best defensive prospect in in Nils Lundqvist right now who they don't want to (laughs) trade. So it's like they do have this great system, but they also don't want to just completely clear house and and lose – like you can have as many draft picks as you want. Like you could have, yeah. to, you know, a first round pick for the next 5 years, but they're not going to do that. They want some more they want roster players and it's you know yeah, I mean I want, as a Rangers fan I want them. It'd be very exciting to have a Jad Eichel top two centers. You know, you, you you do that kind of that little NHL lineup in like the video sure. game in your head and you're like, man, that'd be great one-two punch, and then you have Panarin, and, you know, it's it's fun. Adam
0: Fox, it's a good team. But who knows? Could, and, could it be the biggest trade since Joe Thornton to San Jose? Oof. Maybe. Because, mm. I mean, only that's only, a, only, uh, Tom, in recent memory, I can think of a young player this good getting traded. I mean, because Thornton, he won MVP that uh, year. Yeah, he won the heart in 05-06 with 125 points. I think that's the only time that happened. 6 he got – before in that offseason, he got traded to San Jose.
2: Yeah, he got – I think he might be the only, one of or the only player to get traded in the middle of a heart trophy season. And, yeah, it's, it's in that territory, right, of just this – we haven't seen the peak of Eichel yet, which we is also – part of the selling point for buffalo and the the reason teams are interested because you you stomach these concerns about his neck and his shoulder and this surgery he has to do because this is a potentially 100 point player and they don't just fall out of trees. so you know exciting um, time just thinking
1: about young players getting traded i'm just going back to tyler sagan and um that that was really only rumored like that summer that it happened yeah and the return yeah. was very not good. It was a, it was a pick, Louis Erickson, and then a couple. There was like a couple young forwards and a defenseman, and none of them are really on the team anymore. So yeah. uh, that that was a very uh, that's a, the trade is still upsetting. So I mean, hopefully, on like for Buffalo, like you were saying, this trade could set them back X amount of years. So like just from an outside perspective, good for them. Like you were saying, sticking to their guns, trying to get what they want. And like they're doing the right thing. So, I mean, hopefully it works out better for them (laughs) than it did for the Bruins. But
0: All right. Yeah. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. What your gut say, where does Eichel end up, whether it's this (laughs) off season or sometime next season? I will start. I think I think he lands in Vegas. I think part of that is part of that's selfish because I I don't have to face him. (laughs) Still A bunch of times every year, but also, I mean, Vegas, Edmonton versus Vegas every year. How many times a year? Eichel versus McDade, That, I mean, that has a chance to be the next Crosby Ovechkin rivalry, right there. Certainly does. That would be if, a lot of fun if Eichel went to Vegas, and that was something I just thought of, and I, I, I think that would be incredible to watch.
2: <laughs> I well. I I'll, I'll have to say New York, the Rangers. I, I have All to, but uh, j- just because um, the mandate that they don't have, apparently, according to Drury, the GM, they don't have a They don't have a mandate to make the playoffs and be better this year, but they do. And they get much better with Jack Eichel. They become a playoff team. I think even with how tough the Metro in the East is going to be, I think they, they kind of, they use their elbows and they, you know they they pull themselves up a little bit higher with with that center depth and yeah you a big splash is definitely what is on was on the menu at the start of the summer but we're not so sure anymore so it's absolutely I'll, I gotta go with the Rangers.
1: <laughs> um,
2: All right. I, I
1: I I I think he's gonna go to Minnesota. I just with the just with them buying out Parise and Suter. And making all, all this, space. yeah, making all this cap space for Jack Eichel and th- th- their team. They're just on the cusp of being like in the like the hockey darling picks every year for the Cup. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like they've
0: been in that spot for like yeah. a decade.
1: And I don't know, man. If 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 you get a twenty four year old potentially franchise center that that puts you there over the edge, then you're up there with the uh, with the Avalanche. So I'm hoping he goes Minnesota.
0: All right. Uh, As we wrap this up, let's end it with these two questions, and we can just do a roundtable here quickly. Um, What teams do you think boosted their, quote-unquote, stock the most over the last few weeks of trades for agency?
1: Hmm. Um, This is probably a little biased, but definitely the Bruins. They were on my list. With with the Fuligno and Allmark signings. Um, Pfft.
0: I'm gonna say Chicago, but a lot of it is pending on what Flurry does yeah, if he retires uh, then it may be off or not but if he if he decides to play with Chicago i I think they're not a cup contender but Chicago will be a tough team this year they will be better yeah, um, yeah Eric, Montreal. Okay.
2: Montreal, yeah, Montreal made some good moves. Um, Florida, definitely with Reinhardt.
1: Um, Probably the Kings, too. Now they have all King. that center depth. Yeah, Bam. Kings,
2: Deneau's, I mean, shut down. That's like Kings of old, right? Just yeah. being yep. able to suffocate teams and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> not, not excited for teams like Chicago and LA to be back in the fold, or in the mix, mm-hmm. but it is definitely it makes for a better league. I think when those guys are still snip, still kicking around and yeah. the cracking. they got better. They didn't exist last year, so <laughs> that's that's an easy answer too.
0: And then who who do you guys think has left a little bit more to be desired? And I think the one answer for all of us is going to be the same, and that's Carolina. I mean, they trade away a goalie with team control uh who they traded him away for a three round pick and then the contract he got was only five hundred thousand more than what they offered. Mm-hmm. That stings. So like that that still makes a little sense to me. They lose Hamilton and um the sign it was a thing we didn't talk about, but sign of D'Angelo. I yep. mean from a pure hockey standpoint, sure. Quality signing uh but it's obviously not a very popular uh sign in uh yeah, yeah uh, very
1: bad press on that DeAngelo guy. Yeah,
0: it's a very it's a tough PR sell, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but they lost a lot of talent cuz they lost a bunch, I mean they lost Rhyme, Rhymer, they lost Mrazic. Uh, they did get Anderson, but that it's been a tough offseason for Carolina. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Big big L. For them this offseason. Which
0: like I just yeah, the way
2: they seem to negotiate, like they have this price and they're not they're not gonna budge. And I mean, if they paid those guys, you know, the Delkovich and Hamilton was probably gonna be too expensive even if they were like a yeah, and, more
0: money rich team, but they've always been cheap on their goers as well, but yeah. I just I don't understand the J trade. I just Yeah, I mean, that's a great pickup for Detroit. But
2: what was the Eiserman quote? Um, They asked him about the trade, and he's like, "You're gonna have to ask Carolina what they were thinking, or, or like, you know, like, good, good on him for kind of pilfering that that young goalie from, you know, from Carolina. So, Um,
1: absolutely, yeah. The only other team um, that I think also left some to be desired is the Rangers, but Eric oh, yeah. you being the resident Rangers fan here, I, I, I'm i guessing you agree with me just because they don't have Michael yet, but um, I mean, oh, yeah, I'll, that's I'll the thing, ex- right? Yeah, I'll okay. let you expand on that one.
2: If you, want well, to. you, you get worse. I mean, you don't want to run it back as the same team as you were last year. And the team you were last year had a lot of skill and a lot of young players and didn't get anywhere. And I mean, you have Artemi Panarin, who's one of the, top 10 top five players in the league and you have adam fox who wins the norris trophy like you have mika sabinejad who can score five goals on the flyers like it's it's like you should have this you have players here and you look at that like in a vacuum and you're like they should be in the playoffs and they weren't um so i you know it's it's understanding to be impatient i think as the the ownership if the direction they're going in though with getting players like ryan reeves and Barkley Goodrow, uh, and it's like Robbie Blay, I think, from St. Louis. Like they're guys that are tougher, they're harder to play against, mm-hmm. maybe more defensively minded. Also, might be worse than guys you had in those positions last year. So it's like, I mean, we'll see when they start, when the games start, right in uh, mm-hmm. September or October, uh, how it shakes out. And, and it is definitely, if you go into the if you go into the season keeping Ryan Strome at your second center, and and players like that, you know it's a little, a little makes you a little nervous because if you get Eichel, it's kind of all is forgiven, I at least for me, yeah. uh, as a Rangers fan. But if you don't, and he goes to some other, he goes to friggin Vegas for a return that you could have definitely matched or beat. Um, I think that's where you start getting uh antsy and a little a little anxious about your. Who's running the ship?
0: Yeah, um, that's. Uh, I think that that was a pretty good summary of yeah, uh, sums it up. Perfectly. My thoughts on it, and going back to the boost their stock, and it's not for this year. But one team I think who had a, a sneaky good off season, what they were trying to do, uh, and it'll it could boost their stock in the future is the Coyotes. Yeah, they, I mean they got rid of a huge contract. They've taken on a lot of money this year, but a lot of that money is also going off the books after this year. They've picked up picks, and obviously the one pick is already used, but they picked up picks and all that. I think the Coyotes could be gearing up for a big uh, offseason next year when they have a lot of money to offer to free agents and uh, obviously all these assets that if they want to trade for somebody, they could trade for somebody.
1: Yeah, definitely. like you said, they are definitely not the winners of this offseason. But the, the next few to come, definitely this
0: could pay dividends for them. Yep. All right, guys. Any other thoughts uh, before we sign off for this first episode? And uh, I guess we'll be back sometime in the next week or so. Yeah. No, right. I, think, uh, I think that about,
2: covered a lot. <laughs> about does it. Yeah. Nice long episode. Number yeah. one.
0: I mean, before we know, we're going to have to start previewing teams because – Preseason hockey is just kind of about a month and a half away, and before we know it, regular season's going to be upon us. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's right there. Very short off seasons the last yeah. couple of years.
0: Be, be sure to tune in. <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna it like we said at the beginning. There's going to be some growing pains, speed bumps, and all that here first few episodes. But uh, I thought this first episode was pretty good. I we obviously probably missed some big big signings or something here and there but uh there's a lot to go over this episode i think we covered most of it and what we could and uh yeah i not excited to see where this goes
1: yeah 100 percent, absolutely yeah, as well
0: all right well with that i guess we'll sign off there and uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast if uh, you enjoyed our episode uh if you listen to the whole thing, uh, thank you very much. Even if you listen to part of it, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be sure, be sure next to, time. <laughs> be sure to let us know. Uh, we do not have a Twitter account set up yet. We'll oh, yeah. get that set up for next episode. Uh, right, but man. for now, any uh, criticisms or anything we could improve on for next, you can either let us know on uh, an Apple review or uh, send it to me on Twitter uh, at. Dylan CC Sports, but uh,
1: we'll have all
0: the Twitter accounts and all that set up for next time. But thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back at you uh, in a couple couple days.
1: Take it easy. <laughs>